Welcome to Be Happy and Mean It, a podcast dedicated to helping you be genuinely happy, healthy, and wealthy in your life and business. I'm your host, Roger Comstock. Okay, I am so grateful to have everybody here. I feel so, uh, so, so thankful to have Al Carraway, um, one of my really, really close friends who's joining us today. Um, Al is a uh, convert to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. She's a writer, a multi-award-winning international speaker, and a really, really good one at that. Um, and she's an author of some really, really high-quality best-selling books. She's just about as good as they come. She's got a heart made of pure gold, an incredible uh, wife to Ben Carraway and mother to her, uh, to her children. She wrote the book Wildly Optimistic, uh, More Than the Tattooed Mormon, and Cheers to Eternity. Um, after a decade spent in Arizona and Utah, she is now living with her husband, Ben, and her three kids, Gracie, Christian, and Mercy, back where she was raised in New York. She has spent the last 10 years traveling worldwide, inspiring others of her conversion and faith through difficult times. Her passion is to tell everyone that happiness exists and it comes from the gospel of Jesus Christ and that he's real and how to find and love and, and how to find and love him in hard, unwanted or unexpected times. Um, because through it all with God, we have every reason to be wildly optimistic. In 2016, she won the Woman um, and Biz Award. And in 2014, she won the Donald C. Sloan Speech Award. And both of those came very well uh, deserved uh, for, for Al. Uh, again, she's about as good as they get. Um, we were just chatting before we started recording here about how long we've uh, known each other. She's She's been a good friend and someone that I just appreciate so much in my life. I try, as I've gotten older, I realize that it's it's hard, right, to uh, find really, really good people to surround yourself with. And any opportunity I get to talk to Al is always a treat. Just because you know, she's so blessed. Wait, can I, let me interrupt you. I yeah, was just saying here. that to <laughs> Ben today. He's like, so what's this podcast now? Because like I said, this is what I do to fill my time because of COVID. And I said, listen, it's with this guy named Roger. I've known him for what, like 11 years. He was like the first person I met when I moved to the West. And he's just, I can name two people total that just, they just cannot think of anything negative about anyone or anything. It's just, it's, it's impossible for average folk like us. <laughs> that, that is nice of you to say. That is very, very kind. Well, it, the feeling's mutual. You guys are are wonderful. And it's it's been really, really cool to, watch you uh i mean develop in your in your life and your career it's been amazing to see how successful you've been and uh it's been fun to watch you and ben and you i think you wrote uh, cheers to eternity about uh your your marriage with him and family life which is really really cool um and so i want to ask you a question if that's okay uh how how do you define happiness right in in your in your life family work business how do you define it Oh, living the life that you want to, regardless of what comes your way, regardless of the unwanted, the unexpected, the uncharted, how can I just be? Um, I think a lot of that actually stems from self-love. Honestly, if we haven't mastered self-love yet, then we're living life, um, you know, halfway, I think. Absolutely. Self-love. That's my answer. Learn to love yourself because then when you do that, everything else becomes noise because if you love you and you are sure in what you want to do um, or really just do the simple everyday things, then everything else, all what people think of you, uh, how much money you make, you know, whatever title you have, it's all just noise. If you're just, you're good with you. 
I, I think that's amazing. What advice would you have for people that are struggling with self-love? How would you say you develop that? You have to make yourself a priority. You are at every phase and in every stage, a priority, like invest in learning about you, spend time with yourself, take longer looks in the mirror, um, spend your time more naked around the house. Like if you're naked more, you become more comfortable with yourself. And when you're comfortable with yourself, like I said, it's almost all affecting, um, do some self-reflection. I have to do some self-reflection almost every day. So maybe your starting point of self-reflection is what are my strengths? What do I like doing? Am I doing those things? Am I making time for those things? What are my mood boosters? Um, am I doing them? How do you talk to yourself? Um, do you need to change the script? Um, how can I not seek? How can I get to a point where I'm not seeking this outside validation because it can't come from other people or else what, what you have to rely on other people for a good life. That's not living. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, just, I love that. Al. I, I really do. One of the things I want to tell the, the people that are listening to this today is one of the things I appreciate, uh, Al about Al so much is how genuine she is and how authentic she is. I think it's why so many individuals resonate with her message, right? She's just real, as real as can be. She never puts on a face. She just explains things as they are. And people love that, right, about her. It's really, really cool. Um, and I think that's one of the main reasons she's been able to positively impact um, so many people's lives. I mean, she, she has left a dent for good on the earth. And that is just, it's awesome. Right. It's really, really cool. Uh, help help uh, the people that are listening here understand what your why is and why it's your why. My why is my happiness. Uh, you know, I feel like a lot of I do believe, you know, I had this blog post. I had a blog before blogs were even a, a thing. This was like an, over a decade ago. And I had a post go viral that had um, over a million views in half a day. And it was because of talking about things people weren't talking about. It is everything I'm doing now came from organic growth from just, yeah, say just no filter talking about things that aren't people talking about. Um, and I think a lot of that actually comes from, I like to blame it on coming from the East coast. We're just different here. We just have this certain blunt about us that I really I think it's feel the coolest. Like... <laughs> it's the coolest thing ever. We could use it more out here in the West. <laughs> um, yeah, like I just, I just don't care. I don't, I just, everyone feels the same. And we connect and help people by talking about feelings. That's how we build this community and really just help everyone move forward. Why aren't we talking about those things? Great question. I don't know the answer to that. I refuse to, to follow that. But yeah, you're right. I mean, everything I'm doing now came from organic growth because I am talking honestly and trying to help people because I believe we, we all feel the same. And so I'm just going to tell you what I learn and help you out because we're only here once. Know what I mean? Like, yeah, we are only here once and I refuse my stubbornness full force. I refuse to live a bad life. It's not happening. Not for me. No way. 
I love that. Well, and it goes so quick too. The thing that's crazy for me is it's like, I feel like I was just 20 years old, you know, and it's life goes by so dang quick. And so to your point, it's like, you just have to savor the flavor, like every single second that you have in your life, you just have to be grateful for. And I think, I mean, as time goes by for me, I just realize more and more how important relationships are with people and that they are really the only thing that, that matters right? Like money is great. And really in my mind, all that it's good for is an exchange for memories and happiness and doing things with people that I love. Um, besides that, like who cares? <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. Um, so I really, really appreciate your thoughts. One of the things that I was thinking about while you were talking was um, Brene Brown. She's one of my very favorite authors. I really, really like her. Um, and she, she wrote a book called The Power of Vulnerability. And I think you're someone who exemplifies and personifies kind of her ideologies about vulnerability. And I think, again, that's why you probably just exploded when it went uh, as far as your social media organic growth. So many people listen to your message and say that. I mean, that sounds like me. That's my life. And so many other people are just afraid, right, to, to, to talk about their lives for real. Right. But, but you're so good at it. And I think that's, uh, it's, it's really, really cool. I've been, I've, I've loved to just watch your success. It's been amazing. I think one of the biggest things is, well, honestly, a good starting point for a better life is what makes you feel filled? Yeah. What gives you personal passion? And for me, my personal passion is like helping people. And that sounds dumb, but I, I really truly believe we have everything we need and all it takes is just a little shift, shift in perspective, shift in efforts. Like there's always another way to do and view those things. So if I am not happy, if I am not seeing light opportunity blessings, um, then I do believe a, a shift could change all of that why I wouldn't want to spend my time allowing people to see things differently to me, because I believe it's my personal passion. Um, I'm just not living the way that I could be. So for me, yeah, being vulnerable or being honest and helping people see things differently. That is my personal passion. The more I do that, the more I feel filled. When I do the things that I that make me feel filled, happiness comes on its own, regardless of challenges. Because honestly, That's so good. My my I am a magnet to trials. And kind of the irony behind my book, Wildly Optimistic, is it is a book a hundred percent on trials. Um, every chapter is a theme within a trial, when you feel alone, when it's not what you wanted, just every, it's all that. And so um, I, I feel like my life follows in the pattern of going from bad to worse to even worse. Like this is, and I just remember, this is actually right when I met you. I met you right at this huge turning point in my life. I moved across the country I'm trying to do a 180 with my life, doing different things. And and it was then that I'm pursuing what I wanted to and I felt called to that my life just fell apart. And now I'm in a new area. Everyone does not like me 
I mean, and, and people just really hate me. They did. They really hated me <laughs> over things that I had no control over. You know what I mean? You stick this girl covered in tattoos in, in Provo, Utah, and people just, they, they were offended looking at me without me even doing anything because they took it personal. Just me looking the way that I do, people took it as a sign of, I hate the God that they love. And so people hated me and it was very apparent that they hated me and people said some things and did some things. And I got to a point where I'm like, wait, I'm not happy. Wait, this is not me. This is not the life I want to live. So what? You know, I I had to catch myself in it because yes, we're allowed to feel judged and upset and confused and, and tired, defeated, deflated, but it's up to us whether or not we choose to live there. And my stubbornness kicked in and I said, I just, I don't, this is not how my life will be. No way. So what am I going to do about it? If it's true that life is going to always be hard, which it will be, then I need a game plan because this is not working for me. And so, well, what did I do? Uh, that shift, that perspective shift, um, taking control over what is in control. So if I can't change the fact that other people hate me, well, what can I change? There's always something. I'm an, by nature, an optimist. And that definitely doesn't mean that you're happy all the time. No way. I, I curse the heavens above all, you know, I, I literally scream at a God until I lose my voice. Um, frequently. It's not that you're happy all the time or that your life is smooth, but it's that you know that when those bad times come, they don't last. It means you're productive and proactive. It means that you're yeah, productive and not destructive. Um, it, it means you look for lessons and opportunities and light. And even on hard days, you know that it won't last and better ones are coming and there's something to learn and cherish during everything. You know, we may be in a hard season right now or transition season, but seasons don't last forever, but they all do bring forth new blossoms. Am I seeing it? Am I noticing it? Good is always there. Am I looking or have I put these blinders on and become victim to negativity saying, woe is me, all is lost, nothing can change because that, I mean, keeps you standing still. And if you're standing still, we're just not, that's just not, that's not living. You know what I mean? Yeah, that those comments were just incredible. I appreciate that so much. And I'm sure everybody who's, listening um uh, really appreciated that as well i hope they're taking notes because that uh, that's really the key i think what you just mentioned to a happy meaningful fulfilling satisfactory life right is a percept a perception change right a kind of a vantage point change on what really really matters because so many people feel like i mean they chase happiness in all kinds of different ways right but you seem to be an individual that's identified and understood that life is hard, but that doesn't mean that you can't be happy, right? In fact, it, what I found too is that, I, I mean, I could raise all my fingers and toes when it comes to, you know, the, the, the number of really, really hard things, right, that you go to. But I found that each one of those things make me love other people more and they make me happier 
when we push through those experiences. We, we learn more about who we are as individuals and kind of our relationship to the world and other people through those things, which is just so cool. Um, tell if, me really quick. Uh, oh, were you going to say something too? Well, I just feel like so much of life and our energy and our thoughts are just spent on, on going exactly what you said, pleading for things to be over or things to be different, whether situational or about ourselves. But I mean, yeah, that's not. So what does that leave us right now? That's living life in a fast forward button and you miss you miss it all. And then one day it's going to be too late and, and it's done and over. And you, you did that to yourself. You know what I mean? We don't want Absolutely. that. You, you do not want that. Because... No, you do, you do not. <laughs> I agree. I love uh, Stephen Covey. He wrote uh, seven habits for highly effective people. And one of the, the topics that he discusses in that book is uh, what, what you would like your eulogy to be, which seems like an odd thing to think about for an individual, but one of the most effective things I think someone can think about, right? Like the day that they are on their deathbed, what is everyone going to say about them, you know, regarding how they chose to live their life? And I hope when I'm on my deathbed, I'm holding my sweetheart's hand and that she knows that she just knows without any doubt how much I'm just obsessed with her and that I love her. I hope my kids just- I think everyone knows that about you and your wife. You we are all so know fun. Roger is obsessed with his wife. Oh, thank you. Well, I appreciate that so much. I hope, I hope my kids, right? They, I hope when they, I don't have kids yet, but when I do have them, I hope they look at me and they say, my dad really cared about people, right? And it, it's not like my dad just loved money or whatever. It's he really, really cared about people and wanted to serve others. And he spent his time with, with us, you know? And so I've just, man, Al, I'm just loving this interview so much because everything you, you say is so meaningful, right? It's uh, there's no, there's no hype to it. It's just so real. And I just, it, it's refreshing, right? I just love it. Um, what piece of advice would you give your 20 year old self, right? Looking back, what would you say to that Al? Oh, you know, actually one of my favorite mottos to, that I gave myself is uh, embrace the unexpected. Um, so I just, I just feel like pay close attention to your reoccurring thoughts, give chance on an idea that comes back more than once, especially the ones that are unexpected and maybe even seem a little illogical, the most beautiful life blossoms. Uh, my, my favorite things have come from taking a chance on a thought that comes back more than once. Um, mm, that is so good. We just do it. I want, I mean, you talked about a eulogy and I, I want people to say like, she did so much. And I want to be able to say that not as a resume, but to just show a life of uh, fearless, the life of really just taking advantage of whatever comes our way. I mean, shoot, I had a my third baby, after two weeks having my third baby, I decided to join a soccer league. I peed my pants, but I did it That's because awesome. someone asked me, you want to you do it? And I said, absolutely, because why? Well, I've never done that before. So that's exactly why I'm, I'm going to do that. I want to do that. I mean, that's how you learn new talents. That's how you really grow into a better version of yourself that you don't know exists. I mean, I believe that there's a better version of me that I am still trying to uncover, but I cannot do that without taking a chance on new, um, scary, uh, whatever 
etc. <laughs> that is so good. That is just so good. Thank you. Yeah, what great advice. Uh, I, I, that's uh, really, really uh, important, I think, information you just shared. And so I'm excited for people to hear it. Uh, tell us what you're currently working on right now. What have you kind of got in the works? <laughs> uh, bodybuilding. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, no, not really. Well, kind of. To me, um, one of my mood boosters um, is is staying active. So I do I do lift weights, but that is not what I'm <laughs> working on. Um, I have a lot of secret projects right now. I'm writing a kid's book, which is so hard for my brain. You tell me to write 4,000 pages about something. I'm like, great, done. You tell me to write a short 20 page kids book. I'm like, what is happening? Is it it illustrated like an illustrated kids book? Oh yeah. So cool. That is so cool. Yep. It's going to be really good. I'm also, I'm putting together a course about um, self-love about finding and pursuing passions. Cause I do believe that unlocks uh, your best life is finding and pursuing your personal passions. That's, that's, that's what I'm working incredible. on. What, what, <laughs> Keeping uh, my kids alive. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's coming to a life near me. I don't have kids yet, but uh, I'm really looking forward to that experience. You should. You know, don't let anyone scare you. You know what? Here's my advice. The best piece of advice I could offer anyone is don't listen to anyone else's advice. You know, <laughs> that is good advice. That's just don't advice. listen, but don't necessarily follow everyone that told me things were going to be hard or weird or tricky have always been my favorite thing. So you know what? Be like, Oh, the terrible twos. No, oh, you're going to hate them. I'm like, really? That was my favorite stage. So shut it. Just kidding. <laughs> or it's like, Oh, you're going to, you're awesome. going to go hike that one place. Mm, I don't know. Really? I did it. I loved it. So shut it. Just (laughs) You live your own life. And please, for the love of everything good in this world, do not let other people tell you how your life should be. Don't do it. Don't just refuse to have time to let other people's experiences and advice like dictate your decisions. Don't do it. You are only here living once and do not do not let anyone else pick it for you don't do it what you are called to do should (laughs) not change by others you are choosing your own life for the love thank you oh goodbye thank you no that was so good you know i love what you said because i it reminded me of the uh the whole idea of like crabs in a bucket right like when when other people see individuals kind of experience freedom in their life, right? They experience what life is all about, just being able to let go and be yourself, right? Other people kind of want to, what happens with crabs, right? If you put a bucket onto a beach, there's this beautiful area, palm trees and white sand and an ocean and just all of these opportunities for these crabs. But if you put them inside of a bucket, if one tries to get out, the rest of the crabs will pull right so that they can't have that opportunity and total bummer and and i i think you're an individual i mean right if if uh you're an individual that has been able to kind of peer over the edge of the bucket and get out right and you you know uh you've really been able to not just internalize what happiness is but you've been able to share it with the world what 
what a cool privilege and what a great experience for you. Your course is going to be amazing. I hope everyone listening to this chooses to go through your program, right? In because, four years when it's out. No, I'm just kidding. It's oh happening. I'm doing no, it, right? <laughs> one of the cool things about you too, Al, is when you put your mind to something, you get it. I mean, it's it's crazy. You know how to get stuff done, right? You're like, I'm going to write a book and you write a book. And then two years later, another book comes out and then another book comes out. And you're, it's just really, really cool. Um, Passion I, I that- will override any lack of skill or resource we feel like we don't have passion will be the driving force to overcome lack of experiences or resources a hundred percent wow so let me ask you i mean about that uh to just for what you're saying kind of segue here to this question how do you choose to combat mediocrity right in your life because for as long as i've known you you've never ever been an individual that settles for mediocrity right you're always like good better best and then there's al fox or cat caraway right Al, al caraway here you are the you, you're always only settling for excellence. And so how, how do you do that? What, what advice do you have for people that are listening on how to Oh, do that? I, I love myself too much. The, the easy, but also, I mean, um, self-reflection for real. Like if I feel off, I talk to my husband, like, I feel off. I, I hope you have good communication with your spouse or whoever's in your lifeline, your helpline. Um, but I also ha- hope you have good communication with yourself. Talk to yourself out loud or journal or write. But if I feel off or lacking, I make a bullet point list of whatever it is to do something different, to switch it up. Um, yeah, self-reflection is a really good one. And then, yeah, just I'm I just I deserve a great life. And that's what I'm going to seek after. And I just yeah, every there is it's just personal. And it's not like unrealistic expectations. It's just looking for and juicing everything out of every phase of your life. Because um, I, I know that it's there. I do believe in a God. Um, and if I believe that God is real and he is mine and he is there, then I know that good is always there. Good is always there because God is, is always there. And I absolutely am going to chase after it and find it. What a thrill it is to live life by, by faith, um, by unexpected and new. I love that. I think if I were to summarize uh, what you just said, right. It, it, when I look at individuals that have been successful, like yourself, right? One of the rudimentary fundamental principles that is, that has become cemented, not only in their mind, but in their heart, they just, they know it is, it's this belief, right? They believe in themselves and their worth and their potential, which I think is amazing. Uh, There's a, there's a book that just came out by Jamie Kern. I think it's called believe it. She was the founder of it cosmetics. And it's all about, believing that you have the ability to accomplish incredible things. And I really, when I look at you and your experience, I think that's something that, I mean, you have a lot of gifts. One of those is this ability to believe, right? Uh, Believe uh, you believe in, in God. I mean, and it's just, it's cement, right? You believe in other people and you just know, you see them, you see what they're worth immediately and you believe in yourself and it has skyrocketed your ability to change people's lives, which is just, it's so fun to watch. It's the coolest. Right? I, I think that's just a really, really uh, admirable attribute. And one that I think for those that are listening, um, 
would be, I mean, it would be great for people to develop that, right? Because it is something that has to be learned, this ability of being able to believe um, in ourselves, other people, a higher power, right? I think that's, that's amazing. Um, let me ask that's you. That's probably, oh, oh please, no, say, no, no, keep going. probably the, one of the one things that I would want to teach my kids. And to me, I've learned this. It, it took a few years to learn and notice this lesson um, because I have had a lot of loss, a lot of loss. I mean, I had my dad look me in the eye saying, I don't want you as a daughter anymore. And it's, sure. I, and then, and then rejection, rejection from people you love, but also rejection from people you don't even know. They both, uh, to me, hold the same weight almost. This, And it's just like, how do you teach someone that doesn't want to listen? Um, how do I teach my kids? Well, my answer is a, by example. And so for me, what is the most important thing that I can teach my kids and how do I teach them that without sitting them down? And for me, I get asked all the time, well, how do you do everything? How do you do do all these things? I mean, I got three kids. What am I doing with three kids? I don't know, but I got three kids. They're great. They're so great. But how do you make time for, for home and, and passions and, you know, but to me, I think, Man, what a what a disservice it would be if I do not show my kids that taking care of yourself and living a full life is important by doing the things that I love. Um, you know, I just got interviewed from a workout app I use. <laughs> They're like, you just did over 500 classes on our app. Can we please interview? Yeah, well how do you make time if you got to have kids? I said, what do you mean? I just do it. Well, what are your kids doing? They're there doing whatever they're doing and they can watch me or they can do something else. And they're like, what? And I'm like, listen, if I'm not showing them, I can make time for me. Then what is that going to teach them about them as they get older, that they're, they're not important, that they're not worth taking care of themselves, that they're not worth pursuing their personal passions, that they're not worth, that it's not important or deserving that they can do things that bring them happiness. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not teaching them that. That's terrible. That's set up for failure. I'm going to show them by me doing exactly the things that I want to do. I don't know. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for those thoughts too. I think, you know, um, I, I, I'm excited about this podcast because it's focused on helping people find genuine happiness. And I think this will probably go down as one of my favorite interviews because, again, of the, the authenticity, right, of the interview. It's just so cool. I think a lot of moms probably struggle with trying to balance, right, work-life balance and making everything work. And what great advice you just gave. That's just, it's stellar stuff. Um, we've got time for maybe two more questions. I wish we could, I mean, chat all day because this has been super meaningful. Let me ask you uh, two, two more questions. Um, maybe three here. Let's see. What, what role does uh, being uncomfortable play in your personal development? Oh, self-discovery. It leads to a fuller life. How are you going to know what you're good at and what you love if you don't actually do and try new things and be uncomfortable. Um, Everything I am doing now is nothing that I purposely sought after. 
None of it. I never sought Amazing. after being a public speaker. I never saw, I never, I didn't grow up saying I'm going to write books. I actually didn't even ever pick. I never started writing until I was 22 years old. That wasn't a gift of mine. It wasn't a hobby of mine. It was something new that I accumulated from trial and error at the age of 22. And now I have how many books? I mean, I have three main ones working on a fourth one, but I've written like four words and, and co-authored like five more. It's amazing. And I never like that wasn't a hobby of mine. Public speaking. I got straight A's in college. Cool. Great. Except one class. And I flunked it miserably. And it was public speaking. And now I have multiple awards and I travel to how many different countries just to to speak. Well, that is when you have to just who cares if you're uncomfortable? Who, who cares? No one cares. That is when you pay attention to your reoccurring thoughts, believing that like your soul knows something you don't. And it's just pulling you to this life that you were meant to live all along. And it's a life full of vibrant, just uh, even better than what we have in mind. Uh, and it, everything comes from who cares if you're uncomfortable? Who cares? It's, temporary get over it (laughs) i love that mark twain i think it was mark twain he said uh the two most important days in your life will be the day that you're born and the day you figure out why you were born it's so good i think that's so good and thankfully well for a lot of people it seems to take a a chunk of time i I mean a chunk of time um, for you, you seem to figure that out fairly early. And it seems like it was kind of by accident, just by following your heart, right? I loved earlier, you talked about how a thought would come in your mind. And then if it came back, you usually knew there was something to that. And, do uh, it. It's a, yeah, do it. That is so cool. And you're so, you're so good at kind of following your intuition. And it seems like it's led you right to where you were supposed to be through your life. Oh yeah. It's, it's amazing. Um, okay. So these really are the last two questions here. Um, I said two before, but this, I really am interested uh, on uh, what you'd say to these. Uh, First one here, what role has consistency played in your life? I really believe that character, an individual's character is found in consistency, right? It's, it's one thing to say, like, I can do this, but for someone to do things when they don't want to do them, it makes them an entirely different individual, right? And so what Uh, those are actually the most important days and efforts um, are the times where you don't necessarily want to do it. You know what I mean? Think if you have like a health goal and you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the worst workout ever because I'm just not there today. <laughs> and you know what? Bad workouts are better than no workouts. And that's exactly what it is with effort. But a lot of the time, it's just, to me, one of the worst things I could ever do is stand still. I believe that that is the adversary working in my life, not by doing anything bad, but by not doing anything at all. I believe that 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 is is nothing. Doing nothing is probably one of the worst things I could ever do. I would rather do something wrong than nothing at all, because then you can more quickly course correct and, and, and move forward and discover. I don't even know what your question was, but that's. That's what came out. I don't even remember no, what you asked me. <laughs> that, that answer was literally perfect. It was the role that consistency has played in your life. Yeah. And I think in being consistent, right, there's going to be some roadblocks that we hit in business. Um, I've got several businesses and sometimes you hit big roadblocks. 
Um, and one of the mottos that I have in business is fail forward and fail fast. Um, I don't know. That's been said before. I don't know who coined that phrase, but boy, it's so effective, right? It's failure is one of the best things that an individual can experience. And I think it's truly a tragedy that children are taught that failure is bad, right? At such a young age. like oh, young Not little- if you sign up your kid for hockey. The first thing they teach you before you get out <laughs> of the ice awesome. is how to fall. This is how you fall. Let's practice it. Let's do it again. The first three weeks are like, let's teach you again. This is how you fall. This is how you get back up. There's I just every every week I'm like, oh, my gosh, I should write something about this. Yes. Number one rule ever. This is how you fall. We just put them into hockey. This is how you slide and fall on the ice. This is how you do it. Let's practice falling. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> what a great, what a great thing to teach, uh, especially for a little, a, a, a child's mind, because I, I think kids grow up, you know, they're falling when they're learning how to walk and to run. And that's part of the process. But then they go into school and they're immediately taught that an F, you know, that's bad. That is bad, you know, to have that experience. And it's like a shameful thing to, to, to fail at something when in my mind, when I have kids, I, I think like you, I want them to experience this I, idea that failure is a stepping stone to all of the successes that you're going to experience in your life. And the people that are willing to fail the most are going to succeed at the highest level. And Um, you know, what even is failure? Is that just what we make up in our mind because it's not how we wanted or expected? Is that failure? Because what, who, you know, what's even the definition of failure, if not just efforts in general? You know what I mean? The only one who could dub it a failure is one, people who really don't care, who should not be chiming in in your own personal life, and two, you, but like, it's not really even a failure. It is literally you taking steps forward. It is, a like I said, it's all perspective. What if it's not even failure? What if it's all moving you forward and it's all part of the process and it's all making it better and and. It's just, um, yeah, failure, maybe, but maybe it's not even, maybe it's not even real. What do I know? I, no, you know a lot. Uh, I think it's, it's great. So this is going to lead to the last question here. One of my very favorite books of all time, to your point that you just talked about, is a book entitled Shoe Dog. Um, it's written by Phil Knight. He's the owner of Nike. At the beginning of the book, he has nothing, right? He sells his car for 1500 bucks. He borrows his best friend's parents' money, like all of their money. And then he goes through hell, right? Through this book, developing Nike, 17 years of just ups and downs. And it is a really tricky experience for this this fellow. Um, by the end of the book, he's hanging out with Warren Buffett and Bill Gates at the movie theater, and he's worth $10 billion, right? But what I think is so interesting is he that's not what he valued. Right. One of the things it's one, it's been one of the only books that choked me up, right. Reading it because he says, I just, he says, there's just one thing I regret is I just wish I could go back and do it all over again. Right. So to him, it, it, it was like, who, who cares, right. About the money. It was, it was who he became through these experiences. And uh, I just think that is so um, that's just so meaningful. Right. Uh, it's what, in my mind, it's what entrepreneurship has been all about. I love what I do for work because I feel like I'm building Legos every day. It's like the coolest thing. I get to create something in my mind and then, I mean, build it, right? Which is super, super cool. And then it results in, in money, which is great, but it's not the money that matters, right? It's, this, it's these experiences uh, that, that develop us personally. And so what I would love to ask you um, first, I mean, thank you for your, your comments that you just said, but what is your very favorite book? We'll end on this question um, and, uh, and why? 
Oh, you know what? I don't know that I can pick just one, but I actually, I like reading things that have nothing to do with what I'm doing or wanting to do. I don't even follow people on social media that are doing what I am doing or even close to the realm I'm doing. Um, I just, inspiration comes from different people doing different things. That's how I move forward. And you know what? Just let me go on my one last tangent because really the gift of gap, it's what I I do both best. is. Someone stuck me in public speaking because I don't know how to shut up. Just that's you know, great stuff. Sometimes we just we just get it all backwards. You know, we we see our differences as a setback or or a weakness, but what we don't realize that it is exactly what is different about us or our idea is what we need to grow in. It's what we need to thrive in because it is everything that is different about me that makes me successful at what I'm doing. Everything about me says I can't and shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Being a completely tattooed public speaker for the LDS church, like it seems ironic and impossible, you know, like I shouldn't be doing that. I should not be the poster child for this Mormon church looking the way that I, I do. Uh, I was set up to fail before I even started, but you know what? I'm doing it. I, I, I create, I write, I speak, I progress, I grow, I conquer, I win, I surprise, and I make things happen because I have never been told by myself or my God that I couldn't. I make things happen because I just, I, I don't talk to myself like that. You know, I just... It is exactly my differences is, is my exactly my hurdles that have brought me to everything I'm, I'm doing now. And I just, if I, if I can end on one thing, it would just be see your seasons through embrace the unexpected. Every passing second is a chance to turn it all around. You don't just have to accept that today is just a bad day and hope for a better go at it tomorrow. Right now, in this second, you have the opportunity to shift your mindset and shift your perspective and get up and do something that you love or to talk to yourself differently or to self-reflect, to take that one step because just refuse yourself that standing still. Like, listen to me. You beautiful thing, you do. You do not need to be any more or any less of anything for success or for others. You do not, do not, just do not ever waste your precious time trying to convince someone else that you're worth their time, your time, you know? Do not ever let anyone else pick your life for you. Uh, whatever stage and whatever age, always pursue what makes you feel filled. Uh, what you are called to do, yeah, shouldn't change by others or where you're at in life or what you do or you don't have because you have that idea for a reason and you have to see it through. Because if we aren't doing the things that make us happy, we're just missing the point. Um, and you, as you are, 
You deserve, you are deserving of everything in this entire beautiful, vibrant world that we have at our exposure this exact second. And so much more, end of story, and refuse to let you, anyone else or anything else make it seem like it's any different because it's not. Like, welcome to the self-love club. It is absolutely freeing, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my heck. Al, thank you. Um, I don't know if I have enough words to express my gratitude to have been able to spend some time with you today and to have heard uh, and learned from you today. I think everyone who has the opportunity to listen to this will uh, learn a lot from your experiences and um, what you've shared with everybody. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on the show. I know you're busy. Um, and so this was just so, uh, so appreciated. I'm grateful for your friendship and, and who you are. And uh, yeah, I just hope you continue to crush it in your life and continue to uh, make an even bigger dent uh, on, on the world. Uh, the world's a better place because Al Caraway is in it. And, uh, and you guys are just, you're awesome. You and your family. I'm going to stop the recording, but I'm really, really grateful for this uh, experience.